Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. I am recording this Saturday morning, the day after Christmas, and it'll go live right when I'm done because those of you that have been listening to me for a while, I do not edit anything. I am a mom of three and my youngest is three. I have no time to edit anything. In fact, my life is so chaotic, we decided to get a kitten just to add to it just to be the sprinkles on the cake, so to speak. Speaking of which, said kitten is currently sitting on the floor watching me do this while my other children are sound asleep. So you may hear meowing, you may hear purring. We're not sure if he's part cat, part dog, if he's broken. Uh, We always joke that there's something wrong with him. Again, I grew up with outside cats. I had an outside cat for a very, very long time and like almost 17 years long time, but I've never had an indoor cat. My outdoor cat, he was nice and sweet and I loved him, but he hated everybody else. He was not a cuddler. He may come and sit next to you in the chair but he wasn't in your face licking you or wanting attention I don't know if it's because the kitten is a kitten and it'll change when he gets older but he is super cuddly and we joke that he's broken because he doesn't cat well like this morning at six o'clock in the morning when my alarm went off so I could record this podcast while everybody else is still sleeping He was sleeping next to me, and when I started to get up, he started licking my face and getting all excited that I was waking up because he likes to spend time with me. We also, this week, started letting him have the run of the house at night, where beforehand we were shutting him in a room with his litter box and food and everything, but not letting him run the whole house. So this week, since since we've had him for four weeks, we decided this week that we would let him have the run of the house. And... You know, he knocked over a couple things in the kitchen, made some noise the first night. But other than that, he's been fairly good. He's also adjusting well to wearing a collar. So hopefully we'll be able to put a harness on him soon so he can start to be harness trained so he can go outside. I know I'm going to be one of those crazy cat ladies walking their cat on a leash. But we do spend a lot of time outside in the summer and it would be nice to be able to take him out with us. I do not trust him to be an indoor-outdoor cat. I feel like he would just take off. At least that's what my feelings are watching him. He's very interested in the outside. We have a sliding glass door, and he will just sit for hours and watch the sliding glass door. Granted, we have, like, the nature channel outside our sliding glass door. We get deer and birds and squirrels and raccoons and feral cats that come up to eat. So... Oh, sorry, guys, I'm yawning. So he has a lot of activity outside the window to watch, which is nice. And since I talked to you guys last, I was debating whether or not to even do a podcast this week. But I'm worried that it's like exercising. If you stop for a week, then it's really difficult to go back. So I decided just to go ahead and do one the day after Christmas. This week started out with my middle child turning eight. Her birthday was on Monday. She is a very middle, middle child. Um, She's my smallest and my quietest. 
out of all three of the kids. <clears throat> she didn't really want anything for her birthday. She just wanted to go shopping. And her shopping is mainly looking, not buying. So looking at the stuff and getting out, and especially with the pandemic, we have not been getting out very much. So this is a treat for her to get outside and be able to do stuff. Um, but that was her big thing. She just wanted to go shopping for her birthday. She got presents. And again, like I said in the past, we usually don't give the kids presents for their birthdays because their birthdays are in December. We usually give them an experience. But we haven't been able to do experiences because of COVID-19. So she got presents. Her brother got presents. Um, we're going to start working on the girl's room this this week because we have one week left of Christmas break before my husband and my kids go back to school. I still have another week after that. I don't go back to work until January 14th. So, I mean, I have like meetings and stuff the week before January 14th, but they're very sporadic, maybe one or two a day. They're all on Zoom, so I don't have to go anywhere. You know, that's one of the things I hope kind of stays the same after the pandemic. And I was discussing this with my husband, like, what do we think will stay the same? What do we think will change? What do you think, what do we think will be the longest to stay? And so on and so forth. I kind of hope having like Zoom meetings stays because that's been really convenient for me being a part-time worker and not being paid to go to these meetings where the full-time workers, they're paid that week to go to the meeting where I, my, my pay week does not start until my classes start. So the whole week before classes where we have all these mandatory meetings and stuff we have to go to, I'm going to them for free where beforehand I would have to find childcare to watch my kids and if I didn't have my father-in-law who does my child care for free I would have to pay to go to a meeting that other people are getting paid to go to because they're full-time but because I'm part-time or contracted or however you want to say it I don't get paid for it so I would actually lose money to go to work but by doing these meetings over zoom I'm doing them at home granted it's chaotic and my kids are in the background but I'm not having to pay anybody to watch my children while I'm going to these meetings and I'm able to actively participate in the meetings and not have to worry about finding childcare and not have to worry about if a meeting runs over what, you know, I got to be back home. So that's been very nice. And I'm kind of hoping that that stays for a while longer, that a lot of meetings stay in the zoom format. I'm on a couple committees through work and through my personal life that we've had all of our meetings on Zoom and that's been very nice, especially when the meetings take place at night. I'm not having to then ask my father-in-law to come over and watch my kids again during the nighttime. So it's, I kind of hope that stays after the pandemic. I think we're going to be wearing masks for a while, especially here in Illinois. I know some of you guys are in other states and other countries, but in Illinois, we've been mask mandated basically since this all started. I think even when other states become more laxed on wearing masks, Illinois is going to continue to be mask mandated for a while. Uh, even with 
vaccinations and everything, I can see us still wearing masks into summer, into July, even if we get have you know, get our hands on vaccines, everybody gets vaccinated. I can still see us wearing masks into the summer. And now we have another strain pop up in Britain and I think France just had their first case of it. And we don't know if the vaccine is going to be effective against it. So that's terrifying to be this close, you know, to see the end of the road, to see the finish line, to be this close with the vaccine. And then all of a sudden another strain pops up that we don't know if we can vaccinate against, that we don't know what will be effective. That's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly scary not to know what's going on. So... We just don't know. Um, So are we at the end? Are we not at the end? Is the vaccine going to work? Is it not going to work? Are we going to be able to have enough vaccines for everybody to get vaccinated? Uh, Children will not be able to be vaccinated. So adults will have to be vaccinated to have herd immunity. I know a lot of people are not getting vaccinated because they either don't trust the vaccine or because of all the foolishness that went on in the beginning of this, they don't trust what the government is saying. Um, some people think Bill Gates is chipping us with the vaccine, which I think that's a little far-fetched. I, I will be vaccinated. As soon as it becomes available to me, I will be vaccinated. My husband will be vaccinated. My in-laws will be vaccinated. We will all get vaccinated as soon as it becomes available I do understand people's fears of the vaccine. I do understand not wanting to take something that was developed so quickly. I can understand that. I do not understand the 5G and microchipping stuff. You know, it's... That's a little far-fetched for me. But I do understand the fears. Uh, Especially if you are already a person who's afraid of vaccinating your children. I understand this fear. Do we, we don't even know if this is going to be like the flu vaccine where we need to inoculate it every year against a different strain. Is this like, you know, the your tetanus shot where it's, you know, good for 10 years? Is this like the whooping cough vaccine where you get it more frequently? Is this like the ammonia vaccine? What is this vaccine like? We don't have the answers for that. I do know, though, that... You know, I vaccinate my children. We get the flu shot every year. We will be getting this vaccine. I am more willing to get it because they're not vaccinating children. I would be more hesitant to vaccinate my children. But I'm less hesitant to vaccinate myself, if that makes any sense. So as soon as it becomes available to us, we'll be getting vaccinated. The... I am probably like last on list, so I am not going to be getting vaccinated until probably like the end of summer, maybe if I'm lucky, just because there's so many people in front of me on the list. There's frontline workers, there's, um, you know, emergency workers, there's the elderly, there's the people with compromised immune systems. And even though I have rheumatoid arthritis and my immune system is compromised, I'm still physically fairly healthy. So I do believe that I will be very low on the list to get it. And I won't be able to get it until it becomes completely open and available to the public. And then I'll be able to get it. And I'm okay with that. The 
but I guess the moral of the story is we will be getting the vaccine whenever it's available to us. Um, so we had my eight-year-old's birthday on Monday. Then we... See so what Christmas... Oh, we made Christmas cookies on Tuesday and Wednesday. And we made puppy chow. And for some of you guys, you may call it Muddy Buddies. I've always called it puppy chow. And that is corn checks with chocolate, peanut, and peanut butter melted and then shaken in powdered sugar. Now, I grew up when we made puppy chow, we made it in paper bags where you'd make the, you'd melt the chocolate and then you'd do all the, um, stir in all the cereal and then you'd get a paper bag and you'd pour the cereal in the paper bag and then you'd pour the powdered sugar in that paper bag and then you would um, shake it and that was always my job when I was little was shaking the bag because it's fun well you can't find paper bags anywhere I think you can get them at our local Aldi but they're not readily available. And granted, this was in the 80s and 90s and even into the 2000s where you literally used a used paper bag. Like you didn't even use a brand new folded up paper bag. You used a bag that you carried your groceries in. So they're hard to find paper bags. I don't use paper bags anymore. I use a Tupperware bowl with a lid and shake it up. And my kids... I have not found the joy in the shaking the puppy chow, so I still continue to shake the puppy chow. So we made puppy chow, we made cookies, we made Christmas cutout cookies for Santa because he likes to cut out cookies. And much like Halloween, which was very interesting, where I kind of just let the kids go nuts with their own pumpkins and didn't really have any expectations didn't hover I'm a hover and I am a type a personality where I'm like ah this should be done this way so that's me in a nutshell and for Christmas I didn't hover again I gave the kids bags full of cookie icing and paintbrushes and let them go nuts frosting the cookies and when they got done and tired of frosting the cookies, which they inevitably did, they maybe made it halfway through the cookies and got tired and decided they were done. When they were done with that, I went through and frosted them all very quickly. I didn't make any designs. I didn't make them cute. I literally just got frosting on a cookie. And that went very well, not really giving a shit, which was nice. And so we had Christmas cutout cookies and then we had chocolate chip cookies we had peanut butter cookies, so we had puppy chow, Christmas cutout cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and peanut butter cookies, and I still have stuff to make Rice Krispie treats, so we'll probably make Rice Krispie treats pretty soon. The, and we'll just eat on that until the middle of January. I only made one batch of all the cookies. I usually make five batches of all the cookies because we have all the cookie parties to go to. We have a cookie walk at my kid's school. But, you know, again, COVID-19, we didn't have the Cub Scout cookie stuff. We didn't have the cookie walk at the kids' school. I didn't have any cookie parties at work where I had to go drop off cookies. I didn't have any of that, which was nice and sad all at the same time. It was sad that 
we we don't have the ability to have that but it was nice in that it saved a bunch of time my kitchen is cleaner because of it the we did that on Tuesday and Wednesday Thursday which was Christmas Eve we went out to my mom's house and the kids got to open their presents from Nana and they got to be overwhelmed on Christmas Eve there uh, beforehand we we have the past couple of years gone out on Christmas Eve to my mom's house just to try to stagger the presents before we did that we used to let the kids open one present on Christmas Eve but they get to open like five presents from Nana on Christmas Eve so we just save all of our presents for Christmas Day there was a couple presents that we got repeats of that was nice to stagger and hold back the um we had lunch out there and my kids had pizza and we had lasagna and so that was just like super nice and chilled and laid back nobody was stressing about anything the kids just randomly opened presents whenever they wanted they didn't have the pressure of we have to record you and take pictures of you while you're opening presents we don't they didn't do any of that and think i think that was nice because both of my girls tend to get overwhelmed when they are quote like performing for the camera when opening presents and not having that pressure on them i think was a lot nicer for them so they got to do all of that christmas eve we came home like four ish because we didn't want to be on the road at after dark with all the Christmas Eve traffic and there was Christmas Eve traffic I know we were all supposed to be isolating and not visiting family and not driving all these places but we had to drive the interstate home between my mom's house and my house and even for 20 minutes on the interstate it was incredibly packed there were lots of out-of-state license plates like, I almost feel like more people are driving to visit people this year than flying. Like, they feel like driving in their own cars is safer than flying in a plane. So, I felt like there was even more people on the road than in previous years. That being said, we did not drive anywhere or go anywhere on Christmas Day. So, I don't know how crazy Christmas Day was. And on Christmas Day, we went and stayed at home. We, my husband and I got up at three in the morning and wrapping, wrapping papered our doorway. So our living room has, it's, we have a semi-open concept house and our living room has two huge doorways on either wall. And every year we put wrapping paper on them so the kids can't peek in and see what they got for Christmas. So we wrapping papered the doorways and the cat was a complete and total asshole about it. He kept running and jumping through the wrapping paper. So we had to put him up in the bathroom because he wouldn't leave the wrapping paper alone. And with his litter box and food and house and everything. And he stayed in there for two hours because he would not leave the wrapping paper alone. And we got when we got everything done and the doorways wrapped and everything set up, we took the cat back out and he went to bed with us. But the, and left the wrapping paper alone for the rest of the night, which is awesome. My husband and I got up at eight in the morning and my kids were still asleep. 
I don't know about you guys, but my kids sleep in on Christmas, which is so bizarre to me. Like, growing up, I would get up at four in the morning, and my mom would always sacrifice my grandparents, because my grandparents lived with us, and I was an only child. So she would tell me I could open my stocking, I could open everything in my stocking, I could eat as much candy as I wanted, she didn't care. But I couldn't wake anybody up till 6 a.m. And at 6 a.m. I could go wake my grandparents up. So I could go wake my grandparents up. They'd feed me breakfast. And then after that, I would eventually wake my mom and dad up. So the they were sacrificed, so to speak. And the irony of everything is I wasn't a candy person. And I'm still not really a candy person. So my mom would give me like summer sausages and stuff. And Slim Jims and bubble gum. So... I was loading up on beef jerky Christmas morning, I guess, before everybody got up. But I was still up super, super early every year, even like into my teen years. I was up super early on Christmas morning just to see what the presents were. My kids, we woke my kids up at 8.30 because we were sick of waiting around. So we woke them up at 8.30. They busted through the wrapping paper like Kool-Aid men. And we let the three-year-old run around with a essentially wrapping paper tube and hit the rest of the wrapping paper off the door like a pinata and she had a lot of fun with that and they were unwrapping presents and not because of the quantity of presents because quite frankly they didn't get a lot of presents compared to previous years because they got a lot of presents for their birthday so not because of the quantity of presents but my kids are They want to take it in. They want to unwrap everything. They're not, they don't blow through it and unwrap things quickly. Like they will unwrap a toy and start playing with said toy before they move on and start unwrapping another toy. So all of the kids were unwrapping things and then playing with them or unwrapping them and go and putting them in their rooms and setting them up. And then they'd come back and they'd unwrap another present. And because we weren't going anywhere, I didn't feel rushed to make them like, you know, you only have two hours to open all of your presents, which I probably sounds insane to some of you guys whose kids just burn through it and they're done in half an hour. I mean, I think it took my kids legit four hours to unwrap all their presents and play with them and put them where they wanted to put them. And as soon as they got all of their presents unwrapped, my mother and father-in-law came over and they brought each kid a laundry basket full of presents. So then they started all over again unwrapping presents and taking forever and, you know, opening an entire package, playing with it, and then moving on and unwrapping another present. And it took them a little over two hours then to unwrap their presents and play with their presents and put their presents up where they wanted to put them. So that was that. And we were all done with Christmas shenanigans by like 5 p.m. at night, which was amazing. And today, the day after Christmas is really Christmas for parents because we don't have to do anything today. I don't have to wrap presents. I don't have to get in the Christmas spirit. So it's like Christmas hangover day. The I will be cleaning today. We do, we, we start taking down our Christmas decorations early. They, you know, sometimes they make it all the way to the end of January. 
most of the time we will start taking Christmas decorations down very quickly. Um, this year, I, as I'm talking to you guys, when I am done, I'm going to be taking table decorations down just to get the room back on the tables. The tree is usually the last thing to come down. We leave the tree up for a little bit and then we'll take that down. But anything that takes up room on a table, anything that takes up space on a countertop or any decoration like that comes down fairly quickly. We get, we take those down just to get that, that space back and get that back. So I'll probably be at least cleaning off the dining room table today just so I can get that space back. But the tree will probably stay up until the middle of January. Who knows? I am, we're also going to order a rolling island for our kitchen. So we're kind of excited about that to get more counter space and to have a place to put all of our appliances because I got an Instapot for Christmas this year. I got an air fryer for Christmas last year. I have a KitchenAid mixer. All of that needs to go someplace. And we don't have the countertop space. We don't have um, any really good place to store it. Everything's being stored on top of the refrigerator, which I'm fairly short and that's kind of difficult for me to get things off the top of the refrigerator. So it, it'll be nice to be able to get it whenever possible, have easy access to it. Our, we're taking up a lot of room on our counter with cereal. So that'll be nice to move the cereal somewhere and have another workspace. So we're going to order that and do drive up. So the person, and it's from Target. So Target, the Target employee will bring it out to our van and my husband will probably have to help them put that in the van because I think they said it weighs like 152 pounds or something like that, but we don't have to go in the store and schlep it through the store or do any of that. So that's, that's another thing I hope stays after COVID. They drive up ordering of groceries, they drive up ordering of goods because I mean, that's nice that they're going to bring it out to our van for us. I did order the girls bed frames and beds and they got delivered by Amazon right to our door, free delivery. That was great. I hope they work out. Uh, they were fairly cheap, which is scary for me, but they got great reviews on Amazon and they're all like air packed in boxes. So they're so small and they take like 72 hours to re whatever it is. So you can't sleep on them for 72 hours until they for my bed bed. So that that's so interesting to me. And the we'll, we'll, we will be doing that this week. Mainly because Avery's old bed, if we have to take it out and put it in the garbage, it has to be done before Thursday. So they will pick it up because we get four heavy four heavy items, furniture items a year for free that they pick up and it'll be the bed and bed uh, box springs. So that'd be two. We will probably keep the bed frame for a little bit. It's a fold up metal frame. We'll probably keep that for a little bit just in case. But the two bed frames I ordered the girls uh, are higher and they double as box springs. 
so they don't have to have a box spring and they could have more storage under their bed because putting both of the girls in a small room is going to be interesting and they're going to need as much storage as possible because uh, my eight-year-old opted out of having a bunk bed. She freaked out over having a bunk bed. So we're going to have to have as much underbed storage. So the bed frames actually are 18 inches tall, but, and the bed is 10 inches tall, but they are not taller than an average bed. It's because there's no box spring. So you get to have all the extra storage of a box spring there. And I'm, I have a sneaking suspicion that once their brother sees all the extra storage that they have under the bed, he's going to want to have that bed frame for himself so his bed will be higher up off the ground and he can have extra storage so we have all of that the and the bed frame is foldable and stuff so these boxes are so like i have two beds and two bed frames in like the storage area of our garage so they they are not taking up that much room and It'll be interesting because we're going to take everything out of the girls' rooms. We're going to clean the carpets because how often do you get a chance to run a carpet cleaner over everything? So we're taking everything out. We're cleaning all of the carpets. It's going to dry. We're going to have to set the beds up for 72 hours. So this is going to be a process that's going to take the entire week probably, if not longer, to get this done. And I have to order all the underbed storage because I, I'm going to check and see if our Target has it. I'm going to check and see if our Menards has it. I know our Walmarts did not have it. So I I know what I want. I don't know how many I'm going to be able to fit under the bed. Because I don't know the placement of the, you know, the legs on the bed. The support frame, the support beams on the bed. So I need to open up a bed frame figure out everything, measure everything, and then start ordering all the stuff. Um, I know one bed will only be able to do drawers on one side because it will be flush against the wall. The other bed will not be flush against the wall, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do two drawers on either side. So I have to figure all of that out. It looks like I'm going to be spending like $200 on storage drawers, not even counting all the other storage that's going to go under the beds. Like the bed that's flush against the wall, I'm going to put bins on one side of clothes that are either out of season or clothes that they're very close to growing into. And then, because all of that is just in the bottom of the closet right now and it's taking up a lot of space. So if I can get that out of the closet and under the bed in an area that we are not going to be using that often, that'll be very, very nice. And again, the other bed that will not be flush against the wall, I don't know if I'm going to do drawers running on each side of it or what exactly that's going to look like because the girls are going to lose storage by having two beds in there. They're going to lose a bookcase and quite possibly a dresser. I'm hoping that I can fit the dresser between the beds so that the girls actually don't see each other when they sleep. They would have the dresser where their heads are. Because I have a feeling they're just going to fight with each other. They've been picking at each other so much over this this whole December. They've been picking at each other. So I think it'd be nice to have that separation of the dresser. And I would like to keep the dresser in the room. Because it is useful. How And then I could use a grand majority of the drawers under the bed for toy storage. And then they can keep 
there are toys under there. Maybe use one or two drawers for clothes storage. But just because I don't have a good place for socks and underwear. So, I mean, I might use one or two drawers for socks and underwear for each of the girls under the bed. That might be nice, but I haven't, I don't know yet. I just don't know. And we'll go from there. And tomorrow, which is Sunday, I'm hoping to order the island from Target and we can just drive up and place it in the van. And I'm hoping to get the girls' room, at least the beds out, maybe not the storage. It depends on shipping if I have to order it. Unfortunately, most of it is not prime. So I'm going to have to figure that out. I think I can order it from Walmart with free delivery, which is nice. So we have that. The Yeah, so that's what this week is. This week is going to be cleaning, organizing, rearranging before everybody goes back. We're not even sure if the kids go back on the 4th or the 5th. I'm pretty sure they go back on the 5th. But we're also supposed to get notified that they might start school earlier to get them prepared to go to school earlier if we go back to in-person. However, everybody I've talked to says the likeliness of us going back to in-person on the 19th when they said we're going to go back to in-person is very slim. So slim to the point that I have not canceled my oldest dentist appointment that is on his school day. So we will go from there and see how that works out. I know my kids are dying to go back to school and they want to go back so bad and if you think about it they came home march 15th they have been at home since they have not been in school since march 15th it has almost been an entire year since they've been in school and it makes me really bitter because other school districts around us the kids have gone back to school they've done in person they've been able to do it And our school district still is not letting us go back to school, still not letting us do in person. So that does make me bitter and makes me bitter for my kids because I know they want to go back so bad. So it's, I'm hoping, 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 hoping they can go back on at least before March. I don't want them to be home for an entire year. I, I honestly don't see them going back the end of January either, maybe the end of February, But it it honestly depends how many people had parties and do we have a spike because of Christmas and everything like that. So we'll see. So I will talk to you guys next week and tell you how the girls room went and moving everything around went.